an eventful past five years for our family. I still remember uh, pretty vividly moving our stuff into our apartment in Ohio in December of 2018 before we started our ministry here. Uh, we got in pretty late as we were traveling from South Carolina. That's where we were at uh, before we moved here to Ohio. And a handful of you guys were waiting for us at our apartment. It was uh, pitch black by the time uh, we got in, but a number of you helped us uh, load our stuff into our apartment. And that kind of uh, started this journey uh, that we've been on in these past five years. Jamie and I came to Ohio, just freshly married a few months prior, ready to start our first full-time ministry. Uh, we, I interned at the Guthrie Grove Church down in South Carolina for about half a year, and then straight after that internship, uh, started here for uh, full-time. This is uh, our first full-time ministry, uh, and it's been a wild ride, a fun ride. We, we came to Ohio as just uh, Jamie and myself. Uh, both sides of our family uh, had immediate family members who struggled or struggled to get pregnant. And uh, so we didn't really know what to expect. Um, I'm not sure we were really quite ready to make it more than just uh, Jamie and Kyle. But in just a couple of months, we found out it would be Kyle, Jamie, and Bubbles. Uh, we, You guys remember that? Yeah, we didn't want to refer to the baby and Jamie's belly as it. Uh, that just feels uncomfortable to me, uh, calling my precious baby it. Uh, so instead of calling our precious baby it, we refer to our precious baby as Bubbles. Um, and I am sorry, Ezra. Ezra's going to have to live with that the rest of his life. Um, and so Ezra arrived on uh, the scene uh, come November of that first year, 2019, with a few complications. So we extended our stay in the hospital for a bit. And then shortly after that, our family of three endured a, a, a pandemic in the year of 2020. In 2020, we also moved out of our apartment into our current home, uh, which we're stationed in Northampton now. If you've not seen our house, you should come check it out this Wednesday at 630. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, and then the following year, we learned Jamie was pregnant uh, yet again. And so in April 2022, we... Uh, well, I say we, but I uh, really mean Jamie uh, gave birth to Ayla. I didn't have much of a part in that. Uh, and, and now at the beginning of 2024, we found out that baby number three is on the way. So it's been a jam-packed five plus years for our family as we moved eight hours away, uh, partway across the country. We added to our family by three in the span of five years. We endured a pandemic and we settled into our first home that we purchased. It's been a wild, joyful ride for our family, and uh, what's been true for our family these past five years it has also been true for the church as well. It has been a jam-packed five years of ministry together as a family. A few weeks ago, we started our new series entitled Five Down, Five to Go, as we have officially been working together in ministry for over five years, as I began my full-time ministry here at the beginning of the year uh, in 2019. So we are now in our sixth year working together. Uh, that that uh, still amazes me. Sometimes it feels like we're in year two. Sometimes it feels like we're in year 60, uh, but it's in the middle. We're a, we are in year six uh, working together. So throughout this series, uh, we are reviewing our past five years together and looking ahead to what our next five years could look like. 
I had to clarify last week because we had a few questions. I'm not implying that we're only going to be here for five more years. We'll be here for as long as the Lord stations us here. That could be five more years. That could be 10 more years. That could be one more year. That could be 20 more years. That could be 50 more years. Uh, Who knows? Your guess, honestly, is just as good as ours. Um, But we were simply dreaming envisioning what these next five years could look like, and we're going to try and make them the best five years as possible. But the first half of this series, we're simply reviewing where we have come from. The first two weeks of the series, we simply reviewed what in the world we've been talking about for these past five years. So we spent two weeks reviewing uh, what we've discussed in about 250 uh, messages. Uh, It was a bit unconventional uh, as we uh, just simply did a big review. I find it uh, pretty similar to like the teachers before a final exam. They'll spend a bit of time reviewing all the material. Uh, I found it similar to that and we just spent two weeks reviewing all of the material, not really even close to all of it, but some of the material we talked about in the past five years. And then at the end of uh, each message, we played a game of trivia. Unfortunately, we don't have any game of trivia for you all uh, this morning. Uh, But this morning, we're going to spend time talking about not what we have talked about for the past five years, but we're going to spend time this morning talking about what we have done as far as walking the walk, what we have accomplished in our first five years working in ministry together. And we have uh, kept busy uh, as a church, just like our family has these past five years. So I was thinking back on our five years together, and I was able to come up with a list of some of the things. It's not a comprehensive list, but some of the things that we were able to accomplish in these last five years. I think this is very much a biblical practice uh, to look back on what we have gone through together as a group. There are a few instances in the scriptures where the different writers of the Bible or speakers went through the history of where they have been as a people group. They they recognize where where they have come from to where they are now. One uh, that comes to mind for me is Stephen uh, in Acts chapter 7. If you want a, a pretty decent summary of what happened in the Old Testament, then look at uh, Acts chapter 7. And Stephen, he's delivering a message. He's about to uh, get stoned. Um, and the bulk of his message is simply rehashing what has taken place for the Israelites, what, what, what has taken place for their heritage and to where they are now. And so we're doing that, that same practice this morning. We are spending time recognizing where we have come from to where we are now. So for some of you guys, this uh, will simply be a review of what we have accomplished in these uh, past five years. Some of you guys, uh, a number of you guys have uh, come partway through those five years. And so some of it will be a review to you and some of it uh, may be completely new information to you. But it's my hope, it's my prayer that we can all together as a church family be encouraged and be inspired by what we have accomplished over these last five years. Hopefully, uh, through this message, you can get a grasp of the positive momentum that we are truly building here at North Hills. I am more convinced now than ever before in our five years together that we are truly headed in the right direction. And this list of things that we have accomplished in the last five years has led to where we are now and gives me conviction that we are indeed headed in the right direction. 
And so there's 14 things that, that I compiled uh, of things that we have accomplished. First thing on the list here is that when I first got here, we made it a priority to get more, to get more people involved in the various uh, Church of God camps or conferences. I think there is a ton of value in getting away from the world and spending time with a group of fellow like-minded believers. In my eyes, weeks spent at Fuel, Family Camp, Summit, the Young Adult Getaway, and so on are the closest things that we have to, the, to what the fulfillment of God's kingdom will be like here on earth. I'm convinced that's the closest thing I, I, I have experienced, the fulfillment of God's kingdom. And so we decided as a board to subsidize 75% of the cost for any youth to attend any Church of God affiliated camp or conference and 50% of the cost for any adult to, to attend any Church of God affiliated camp or conference. And so over our last five years, we have continued to see an increase in the number of people participating in the various camps or conferences. And I absolutely love that. Because sometimes there can be nothing better than getting away from the world and spending a weekend or a week with fellow like-minded believers and what I believe is the closest thing that we have to what the fulfillment of God's kingdom will be like here on earth. And so I've been overjoyed to see the increased participation in these various camps and conferences. We've been very intentional about uh, subsidizing a large chunk of the costs and, and encouraging us all to participate. We have also created, number two, we created a welcome packet for our first time guests to get a better idea of who we as a church. And then we later expanded that to a welcome bag, where now any first time guest gets a welcome bag, uh, like what we have here. That contains a half sheet of the good news for everyone, simply outlines that God desires you. Unfortunately, sin separates you from God. But the good news is Jesus died and rose again. All we have to do is accept that free gift, and then the kingdom of God is coming, outlining the, the good news that we firmly believe and hold to as a church. In the bag, uh, we have a, just a very small booklet uh, of some of the basic information of our church. We uh, made little customized mugs with chocolates in them and a pen, and they also, uh, everyone gets a communication card if they are interested in filling it out, uh, just so that we can uh, get in touch with them, go out to eat with them, grab a cup of coffee, uh, whatever it may be. And this has been uh, very beneficial uh, in making that connection with our first-time guests. We have a number of people here this morning who have received either the welcome packet from a, a number of years ago or more recently, uh, the welcome bag. And I absolutely love that, that we have a number of you here this morning, and we were able to first make that connection, uh, better make that connection through the welcome packet or the welcome bag and uh, getting to know each other better. Number three, we renovated our second nursery room into a mother's room. Uh, right over here, uh, we have our nursery where we have our staff nursery taking care of the kids. Um, but sometimes mother simply wants to be with their kid and... Uh, if they don't want to stay here in the service, if they need to feed their baby, uh, whatever the case may be, they can head into our mother's room. That also projects uh, what's going on up here. It's been a big blessing for a number of people, uh, my wife included, and uh, will continue uh, to be a blessing for my wife. 
And so uh, that's been a blessing. We, uh, we endured a pandemic together for crying out loud. Uh, we met online for a number of weeks and then we met outside for a little bit. The technological advancements to be able to virtually meet together when we decided not to meet in person for a little while was a big, big blessing. I did also learn through that process that uh, virtual meetings uh, cannot be a replacement at all for in-person communication. I was thankful for that blessing, being able to meet online, uh, but I don't miss that uh, one little bit. Uh, meeting together in person is a hundred times better uh, than seeing an image of you on a computer screen. Um, and everything works out all right, uh, we can stay connected uh, with one another. And then with the pandemic, it uh, brought a lot of heartbreak to many people. Uh, there were some uh, realizations that people were able to come away with the uh, pandemic. We were able to be more aware of our current circumstances. And through the pandemic, it helped many churches realize the importance of establishing a more effective online presence, our church included. I spent a lot of time uh, around the pandemic learning how to build a website and revamping our website. Uh, my brother-in-law, uh, pastor up in Michigan, he is uh, a lot more techie than I. He knows that stuff a lot more. He spent a lot of time uh, helping me learn how to put together a website, um, and that's uh, continually been a work in progress, but we spent a lot of time learning how to build it and uh, updating it and, and progressing uh, that update uh, th throughout the years. It's, it's a nonstop process as we're continually having to update the website. But that's so important, I think, uh, the ministry of a, a simple website, because we live in a society where people, before you buy something or before you commit to going somewhere, more often than not, people are going to check it out uh, online first. How many of you guys, before you go to a restaurant or go to a new event or before you buy something, you're going to check it out online? I'm guessing uh, the majority of us. I know I do that pretty much every single time. Uh, it's a quick way to just get a basic uh, glimpse overview of what to expect. And the same applies to church as well. Many people, uh, when they are looking for a church uh, to be a part of, they will first look at the church website before ever stepping foot in the church because they want a basic idea of what the church is all about. So with the help of Google Analytics, we can see that over a thousand people visited our website since April of last year. Uh, and that's awesome that over a thousand uh, people have, uh, have stumbled upon our website and see, uh, we're able to see what we are all about. So if you've not checked out our church website recently, I'd encourage you to do so. Uh, you can visit it at northhillschurch.org. It's uh, still, uh, again, a continual process, frequently looking for ways to improve the website, but I'm proud with where it is now. I think it gives a pretty good overview, uh, a, a glance as far as what we are all about as a church. And then we also, uh, later on, we also put together a decorations committee headline by Brenda. Brenda and her ladies do a great job of decorating the church for the various seasons of the year, whether uh, it come Christmas time or uh, Resurrection Sunday or fall time, summer, uh, whatever uh, the case may be, uh, that has been a blessing and making sure that we're all spruced up uh, the, the church building and providing a more welcoming environment for everyone. We created and filled a social chairperson position 
We saw the importance of the church getting together for various functions. Uh, previously, we didn't really have uh, anyone specifically in charge. It was kind of a, a bit of a group effort, um, and sometimes uh, it would fall through the cracks a bit. And so we, we wanted a more organized approach, and so we created and filled the social chairperson position. Jamie stepped up and, become, and became our social chairperson. Per chairperson, uh, she put together uh, with help from many of you various picnics, potlucks, parties, and hangouts. Uh, that's been a blessing, simply getting together and uh, having a good time, fellowshipping with one another. That, that is uh, a very important attribute of a church, the unity of a church, and events like this, picnics, potlucks, uh, hangouts, parties, they, they help um, bring in that unity of a church. We started our outreach ministry group uh, for a little less than two years. We have been serving at the Second Harvest Food Bank on the second Wednesday of each month. This serves as a wonderful opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus serving our local uh, community. This has been uh, such a fun ministry uh, for myself to get involved in. A number of you have helped out with this ministry throughout the past couple of years. If you've not joined us at the Second Harvest Food Bank yet, I'd highly, highly encourage you to do so. It, it is a lot of fun getting together as a church family uh, with no other purpose than simply serving our local community, uh, helping uh, provide for a need, a need of hunger, a need for people to get access to food. And so uh, join us uh, in February. We, uh, I believe that second Wednesday falls on Valentine's Day. So come out with your loved ones and uh, come help us pack uh, boxes of food. We as a church, uh, we understand the value in financially supporting other ministries. We started, I couldn't remember exactly, we started last year or the year prior uh, to send a check to the Springfield Project 12 each month to help support their ministry. Uh, Springfield Project 12, uh, we talked about a number of times throughout uh, the years. It's a ministry headlined by Stefan Swanson, uh, someone that I actually went to school with down in Georgia. And he's dealing uh, in the front lines with uh, families, with kids uh, who don't have many of the blessings that you and I have access to. And, and so we decide as a church to financially support this ministry uh, each and every month. And we've also had a number of donations for LHI, Lord's Harvest International, that's our conference's mission organization that does foreign missions uh, in Central America, South America, Africa, the Middle East, and Southeast Asia as well. And so ever since 2019, our first year together, we've done a large offering for LHI during the month of March, uh, what LHI has designated as marching for missions. We've done other donations throughout the years when a need arises. This was on top of the church uh, previously before I got here uh, in the past five years together, supporting uh, the Church of God and the Northeast Conference as well. Um, so that's been a blessing uh, for us to be able to bless other ministries and their work and what they are passionate about as well. We started an at-home Bible study a couple of years ago, and then just recently, uh, as of this month, rebranded it to the Acts Church. Um, and... For me personally, uh, I, I hesitate to say this because I love all the ministries that our, that our church is engaged in, but for me personally, it's probably my favorite ministry uh, at the church. I love, absolutely love trying to mirror the early church in the book of Acts by eating together, praying together, studying together, and hanging out in our home. Um, 
I feel when we, uh, sometimes when we can meet in an official church building, uh, a lot of times we have our barriers built up and we can hide how we are really feeling on the inside, what we're going through on an emotional, mental, spiritual, or physical level. But when we meet in the comfort of a home, uh, I've been finding that a lot of times our barriers are broken down slightly. We still come up with those barriers. We still like to hide our weaknesses and what we're going through uh, from time to time. But it's been such a blessing to have this uh, at-home Bible study group and now this Acts Church. And I was absolutely encouraged by, by our participation on Wednesday as we kick-started our Acts Church there were uh, 13 of us on Wednesday with a few people hoping and planning to join us in the near future, whether it be next week or a little bit after that, who weren't able to be with us on Wednesday. We uh, had so many people that in our home, uh, our living room is connected right to our dining room and kitchen. And previously, we, we would always just meet in our living room. But uh, this past uh, Wednesday, we uh, had too many people to f uh, simply fit in our living room, so we had to move our couch into our dining room and kitchen and make a big circle of chairs. Um, and that absolutely made my entire week. Uh, developing a consistent midweek uh, program has been a struggle, if I'm going to be open and honest and vulnerable with you guys. It's been a struggle. These past five years have been a pretty big downer for me in the past, uh, as sometimes people are simply too busy. Uh, some of us, uh, we need to read How to Ruthlessly Eliminate Hurry Again, as we're simply way too busy in our lives. But again, I was so encouraged on Wednesday. I told uh, 13 of you who showed up on Wednesday um, that it meant uh, so much uh, to me. And I'm super, super excited for this ministry. And I am so, 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 so hoping that we have to move our couch again uh, this coming Wednesday because we have too many people uh, that will uh, mean more to me than you could ever even imagine or think. And so that's a ministry that I'm super, super excited about and heading in the right direction. Uh, last year, uh, we started, uh, this may be uh, some new information for many of us, uh, last year we started leadership developmental meetings. Uh, I meet with those who hold an official position of leadership within the church. That would be our two elders, uh, Mark and Brian, our worship leader, Jen, and our community outreach uh, director, Vicki. And we're, we are working on developing the five of us individually as leaders and uh, developing us, the five of us being able to work cohesively as a unit. We took a little break from the meetings, but we're starting uh, that up again next month. Uh, they're actually receiving uh, their new book today, and they've already been given their homework. Uh, we... Uh, has certain expectations, someone who wants to serve in an official position of leadership. And that's been a blessing, uh, being able to develop together as a team of leaders, something that uh, I, I enjoy investing in the leaders of this church, investing in the leaders who invest in you all as well. And then uh, we just got uh, three more here. Two years ago, we had three ladies uh, step up and started a women's ministry, Julie, Jen, and Jamie. And uh, it's been a blessing for me to see the success of this ministry while being very hands-off. Uh, it's inevitable, it's to be expected that being a pastor of a smaller church, you're going to have your hands in many different areas of the church. I put on a lot of different hats throughout the week, whether it's being a teacher, preacher, leader, administrator, or shepherd. 
But this is a ministry that I really had no part in starting or sustaining. And it's very refreshing for me uh, to see someone or a group of people step up and take on a ministry uh, by themselves. Um, it, can, uh, it can be a little damaging to the momentum of a church to start up a ministry and then let it quickly uh, fizzle out. Um, and so I never like to rush into a new ministry as a church for that reason. Uh, that there's simply only so much that we uh, can do with our limited uh, resources. If we're going to do something, I want to make sure that we are going to excel in it. On the other hand, it can be such a great aid to building momentum by having a strong, consistent ministry. And this has been the case with our women's ministry. Uh, the vast majority of you uh, ladies in here uh, have taken part in our women's ministry here at the church. And if you've not taken part uh, in the women's ministry at the church, I'd encourage you ladies of the church to get involved with this ministry the next ministry opportunity is the 18th of February for uh, the Galentine's get-together. And so that's been a blessing for me, seeing other people step up and, and lead a consistent, successful uh, ministry. Uh, we have recently uh, put together a renovation committee last year and are looking at renovating parts of the church building. When I first arrived uh, five years ago, our church had a debt of about $150,000 from big renovations from over 10 years ago. And since then, uh, we've paid that off and are in a financial situation where we can renovate parts of the church building again. We're going to uh, talk extensively about it in our meeting after church uh, today, so I'm not going to talk too much about it. But, but renovating a church building invests in our ministry and vision as a church. It helps us to grow closer to God, and it helps us to expand his kingdom. And so it's something important to invest in. And then finally, Within uh, these past years, as far as uh, some of what we have accomplished these past five years, we've had 10 baptisms uh, in these past five years, uh, a number of these 10 uh, sitting here this morning. Um, and so that's been an absolute joy and honor and blessing. There are no more uh, exciting days on Sunday than baptism Sundays uh, in which we get to see someone We've seen uh, a number of uh, younger folks, uh, young teens, older kids. We've seen middle age. We've seen uh, the elderly. Uh, we've seen it all getting baptized here, publicly confessing their faith in their Lord, Christ Jesus, to everybody present. And uh, I love that, that, that we have been able to witness these 10 people publicly confessing their faith in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so this is just some of what we have been able to accomplish these past five years. I truly believe that we are building and sustaining positive momentum here at North Hills. And I'm excited to see what we can accomplish in the next five years together as a church family. I think it's absolutely an exciting time of ministry here at North Hills. And it's my hope and it's my prayer that you guys are excited too that you're excited about where we have come from in these past five years and what these next five years may look like. I hope this is extremely encouraging and inspiring for each and every one of you. And I hope it encourages you to take part in, in the different ministries here at North Hills as we seek to grow closer to God and expand his kingdom. As we have been able to do a lot of good here at North Hills, but this good work that, that we have been doing, uh, the work for God and his son, Jesus Christ, this can't stop. 
I'm going to read for you all uh, as we close out here. I just want to read one verse uh, from the letter of Galatians uh, that has kept me afloat at times. Uh, This is a verse, I don't even know if he uh, remembers it or not, but this is a a verse that uh, Mark actually brought up in one of our elders meetings from a while ago. Make sure you have your highs and your lows. Um, And uh, we just felt like we were going through a a low time at that point. uh, He brought to our attention Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And Paul, as he's writing to uh, the church in Galatia, he says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And so church, here's my plea for you all. Let us not grow weary in doing good. In due season, I think we're in that season right now, we will reap if we do not give up. And so I love what we have been able to accomplish in these past five years. Ministry can be hard work at times, but we cannot grow weary in doing good. For in due season, we will reap the benefits if we do not give Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you so much for all the work that you have accomplished in these past five years through us here at North Hills. Father, it's my hope and it's my prayer that each and every one of us here this morning, we can be encouraged, we can be inspired, we can get excited about where we have come from, about the the things that we've been able to accomplish as a body of believers in these past five years and what you can accomplish through us in these next five years as well. So God, we just thank you for this opportunity that you've given us to faithfully serve you, to serve your son as a body of believers, as a family. So God, we love you. It's in Jesus' precious and holy name that we pray. Amen.